podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son, Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father. Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached a place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that not because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Then Abraham returned to his servants and they set off together for Beersheba and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. And as always, we pray that the Lord might bless the reading of his word together. So again, a very happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there. Not quite how we'd uh, normally celebrate, but nevertheless, celebrate we will. Um, I want to look this morning at a special father-son relationship, one of mutual trust and respect, even, I guess, in a, a pressure pot where things get real and things in this story got real really quickly. They're not shaken, but they stand together united. As Lolly read for us, Abraham has been asked by God to take his son of promise, Isaac, 
and, and have a look in, you have to go back to Genesis chapter 17 to see that story unfold, that he would give Abraham and Sarah a son in their old age, that to name him Isaac and the covenant, the promise between man and God, the covenant would run through him and circumcision would be a sign that they are God's people. So this is a big deal. God is saying, take your son, Abraham, take Isaac, your son of promise, the son that I've promised you, take him and offer him back to me as a burnt offering. Now, if you were to not know the history that I've just shared a little bit with, and if you never read past verse 2, you'd be like, who is this God? What on earth is going on? Let's just pray. Lord, we just ask this morning that you would just indeed speak into our hearts and into our minds. That, Lord, you would help us to see what it is that you've recorded for us here as you brought a test about for your servant Abraham so that Abraham might understand that you're the God who provides, but firstly, that he had faith and faith in action when you called, he stepped. And we just pray, Lord, that you would bless us now as we read this word, as we study it and look at it together. We just thank you for it. Bless it too, as we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Of course, as we go deeper into this story, we see God is absolutely enabling Abraham to put his faith in action, helping him to grow his faith. And you're like, well, Matt, does, does God really do that? Oh, absolutely, he does. And here's the evidence to that. And there are many other examples throughout Scripture. You see, Abraham had taken things into his hands before. He had a son um, with one of his servants trying to, if you like, speed up God, speed things up, perhaps to force God's hand. But I've told you before, and I don't mind telling you again, God's timing is absolutely perfect. And so often, don't we, we think it can't be perfect. It needs to happen now. And God's like, no, it doesn't need to happen now because you don't know the consequences if it happens now. Trust me, God's timing is absolutely perfect, not ours. And we have to trust. We have to put faith into action. And that really is our go-to phrase this morning, if you like. Faith in action. And I could ask you perhaps today, and I could say, what are you waiting for? And maybe you're in a position where you're waiting for something right now. My wife is waiting for the hairdressers to open and I'm sure there's a few of you were out there in the same thing. But we might be waiting maybe for the gym to open, for the restaurants to open. But, but, but I'm, I'm talking about something bigger. Maybe you're waiting this morning for something bigger. Maybe you're waiting this morning, you're praying for something this morning that you have been waiting for for a long time. You're waiting for God to step in. The Bible here tells us that he is the provider. God will provide. Jehovah Jireh, he will provide. 
And here, right now, you might be saying, Lord, I'm, I'm ready. You know, your timing, but, but any time now, you know, that any time would be good. And you see, we have the opportunity in these moments, as Abraham did here in this moment, to extend our faith, to let it grow. That God uses these moments in order for us to exercise our faith so that we can say, OK, God's got this. He knows his timing is perfect. And we settle in that. We're not agitated by it or saying it just so that it passes a few moments, but rather we're settling in it. Our hearts settled, our minds at ease. God's got it. Sarah was 90 and Abraham 100 when Isaac was born. Genesis 21 and verse 2. Let me just read it for you. Genesis 21 and verse 2. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. At that very time, God had promised him. Now, there's an important phrase in there that it would be easy to miss. You see, God's not slow in keeping his promises. His timing is always perfect. And in Genesis 21 and verse, uh, verse 2, it says, At the very time God had promised, not a little bit before, not a little bit after, not to Abraham's timing or to Sarah's timing, but no, absolutely at the very time that God had promised. So now, God says this to Abraham. Now I've given you this son, Abraham, in impossible circumstances, I think you'll agree, go and sacrifice him. Now in that moment, hey, Abraham has two options. One of them's really clear. <laughs> Run or trust. There is options. He can either run or he can trust. It's that simple. In 22 and verse 1, so back over the page, it says this. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, verse 2, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Myra, sacrificing there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. It says some time later. Now, many put Isaac in his late teens by this point, even early 20s. He, he's definitely a man himself. So Abraham, now well over 100, maybe 115 to 125, somewhere in that region. He's well over 100. His son is now a man and he's got the decision to make. Does he run or does he trust? Does he run or does he trust? Now, if you wanted to make a statement of where you stand, I've never seen a greater statement than what Abraham does here in verse 3. Let me, let me read it to you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. So wait, so God's told you to sacrifice your son, your, your son of promise. 
And, and you have a choice now, Abraham. You either run or you trust. And the Bible records for us early the next morning. That would have been, the, the I mean, for me, the, the perfect time to, to press the snooze button, yeah? Anybody else with me there? You, you press the snooze button, surely. I don't, I'm not going to get, I mean, a thousand times if I had to. But you see, Abraham made his choice and his choice was trust and he made it early. He made the decision early. He is absolutely sure that his God is bigger, that his God can and he will provide. Abraham is certain and even if the offering should occur in the way that it seemed that it was laid out to happen, God could and would bring Isaac back. And you have to, rather than take my word for that, you have to read what the writer of Hebrews puts. So all the way to the other end of your Bible, and, and believe it or not, Abraham is recorded for us there too. So in Hebrews Chapter 11, verse 17 through 19, says this. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, his son of promise. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. You see, the truth is that Abraham knew that even if it went about as, as it seemed to be going to happen, that God could do the impossible. He'd already done it. Abraham had seen it. He'd seen it a few times, but he'd seen it with this son Isaac through his wife, Sarah. He had seen the impossible happen. And as the story unfolds, we see then, remember Isaac, late teens, early 20s, we see this uh, mutual trust and respect just on display for us. Back in 22, and now verse 6 through 10, says this, Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac to carry, and he himself carried the fire and the knife, so the wood and the knife, as the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, can you imagine this conversation, eh? Father, uh, yes, my son, Abraham replied, um, the, the fire and the wood are here, Isaac said, but um, where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Can you imagine that bit of silence? Abraham says this, God answer, uh, Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. <sighs> I mean, if that's not faith in action, I really don't know what is this morning. Abraham says to Isaac, who asks, where is the lamb? Abraham says, God will provide. But Isaac has exactly the same choice, doesn't he, as Abraham? He has the same choice to, to run or to trust. And, and again, in this moment, Isaac, a young lad, fit and healthy, 
he, he could run and certainly outrun his 100 plus something father. He could also overpower him if he wanted to. He, he's in a position where he has to completely and utterly trust. He has to trust what is happening. And he too goes absolutely early. He doesn't wait. He doesn't ponder it. He doesn't wander off for a bit, run away and then come back. No, he goes in early and he trusts his father. He completely trusts him. He allows Abraham to put, uh, uh, put him on the altar that they've made. He could have done whatever in those moments, but he didn't. He too had to put faith in action. James chapter 2, if you want to study on, gives more detail to this faith in action. Both men are now in need of a replacement. Both men are now in desperate need of a substitute. Something that's perfect for a sacrifice. To replace Isaac on the altar. In verse 11 through 13, it, it shows us that God provided. Verse 11 through 13. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your son of promise. Abraham looked up there in the thicket. He saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. <coughs> you see here in this moment, they have had the opportunity for their faith to grow. God provided. They worshipped and they returned. They returned closer, they returned stronger, they returned more united with each other and with God. Their faith had grown and they knew that God would provide. He's doing the same, church, for you today. God is absolutely in control. Amen? He is absolutely in control, but we have to trust. We have to trust to make that early decision to have faith, to lean in and to know that God's got it. And as we read through the New Testament, we see that he has also provided the lamb for you and me as well. You see, in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, it says, God made him who had no sin to become sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So God has provided for you and for me somebody who was perfect, who was completely and utterly perfect. And we know that's Jesus, God in flesh. And Jesus, who was perfect, became sin in order that sin might be dealt with through the perfect one. You see, our replacement, our substitute, much like we see the ram in the story, is Jesus for you and for me. Romans 5 verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
You see, in this moment, we see that we're in the same position where we can either run or we can trust. And here we have the opportunity to be able to look and to see that God has already provided for us that perfect lamb. That lamb who was willing to go and take our place on the cross to bear our sin and our shame. The things that we have done wrong, the things that have separated us from God. And you might say, Matt, I haven't done anything wrong. I mean, I'm not like all those others. And I say to you, have you, have you ever lied before? And you say, no. And you're like, mm, come on, just something small maybe. Of course you have. Well, then if you've lied, have you ever stolen anything before? And you say, oh, no, I'm not a thief. No, I mean just something, you know, whether it's a pen out of the office supplies. And you go, well, yeah, I may well have, have stolen Okay, so then you, you're, a, you're a liar and a thief. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, but you see the law, the Ten Commandments were given so that we could see, not that we could keep them, but that we needed a saviour. And God has given us that substitute, Jesus Christ, who was willing to step into our place, to bear our sin and our shame, to bear the punishment that we deserve. And there on the cross, he dealt with our sin and our shame for you and for me. So we, this morning, have a choice. We have a choice to run or we have a choice to trust. We have a choice to run or we have a choice to trust. The relationship here on this Father's Day is a father and son and they got it right. God to Abraham and Abraham to Isaac. God to Abraham, Abraham to Isaac. Father, child, father, son. You see, the relationship, the trust, the mutual respect, God is in control. And that's exactly what we see here in this story. My question to you this morning is what will you choose? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word. We thank you for Abraham and Isaac's faith. We thank you that they put their faith in action. And we just ask this morning, Lord, as we've seen what you have recorded for us, as we've seen this faith in action, and Father, we've seen that you provided in that situation. Father, I pray that many might see this morning their need of a saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. That, Father, you provided that perfect lamb. Lord, we just thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you that he was willing to take our place on that cross. And this morning we just lift his name high and we thank you for it. And I pray, Lord, that you might just quicken hearts this morning, that your Holy Spirit might move and that, Father, people might choose rather than to run, but, Father, that they might trust. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining with us this morning. We love the fact that we're able to connect in this way. God willing, it won't be too much longer till we're together in our building um, and we'll still be recording and we'll still be sending out the broadcast. But God bless you and we look forward to seeing you so very soon. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.